Welcome to the Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Linton podcast, coming to you from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee. Be sure and check us out and like us on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us on Telegram as well as on the website of libertyleadershipandlies.com. You can subscribe to notifications on the website to follow the blog there. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at libertyleadershipandlies.com. Again, that is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Now, on to the episode. Lies. Oh goodness, where do we begin? The lies are thicker than mosquitoes on a humid summer night by the lake somewhere in the deep south. And lies on many fronts, too. Political, social, and those two are deeply intertwined. And now, they're trying to wrap in business into it. Let's start by talking about the January 6th Select Committee for a bit. As I have warned repeatedly on the podcast and on the webpage, this committee only has a few nefarious purposes. The first is to destroy the actual truth and to try and punish anybody that attended the former president's rally that day in Washington, D.C. Second... Its recommendations will be used to propose and pass legislation to further erode the liberties of we the people. Just look what we got after the 9-11 Commission concluded its work. Can you say Patriot Act that allowed unconstitutional spying on citizens, all of which was revealed by Edward Snowden? This committee will completely disregard the fact that the Senate trial on the second made-up impeachment charges the House passed and found that President Trump did not incite an insurrection. Or they'll disregard the fact that nobody being held in jail, without bail by the way, has been charged with insurrection. Even those who have been found guilty already, or have pled guilty by being in the Capitol building that day, have not been charged or found guilty of insurrection. Then, here lately, when former President Trump invokes executive privilege for his discussions with advisors, the radical Evil Democrats and their sycophant lackeys in the media, as well as Liz Cheney and Adam Kizitor, however you say his name, want to circumvent that precedent in this case, because all they see is orange man bad. It's okay for a Democrat to defy a subpoena without repercussions. Remember former Attorney General Holder? But no, a Republican or a Trump supporter must be drawn and quartered if they defy Congress in this modern era. These politicians will lie, cheat, and steal to ensure they can accumulate power and crush any who defy them, even though they are supposed to work for us, we the people. I would encourage everybody that has received a congressional subpoena to testify to refuse it. Let the American people truly see the ends to which the new aristocracy will go to punish people. Let the American people see how the usurpers of our liberty in Washington, D.C., Ignore the Constitution. Let them continue to push, alienate, and anger people to the point where some broken windows and furniture in the nation's capital will look like child's play. Compared to, and here I will quote old Chucky Schumer, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hits you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Remember, Chucky spoke those words to an angry mob on the steps of the Supreme Court on the 5th of March, 2020. There were no calls by the senator to march up to the Supreme Court and protest peacefully. Quite the opposite. Yet, 
Did the senator suffer any consequences for his words, which were, quoting the liberal icon Lawrence Tribe, an implicit threat? Of course not. Only Democrats and liberals get away with threatening like that. They are allowed to get away with that because of the spineless Republicans, too afraid to fight back, so that a news media that does not like them anyway won't write mean words about Republicans. While putting together notes for this week's episode, I came across this from the Christian theologian Robert Louis Dabney. He lived in the 1800s. And it perfectly describes the Republican Party today. It goes like this. It may be inferred again that the present movement for women's rights will certainly prevail from the history of its only opponent, Northern Conservatism. It, and the it being Northern Conservatism, its history has been that it demurs to each aggression of the Progressive Party and aims to save its credit by a respectable amount of growling, but always acquiesces at the last in the innovation. What was the resisted novelty of yesterday is one of the accepted principles of conservatism. It is now conservative only in affecting to resist the next innovation, which will tomorrow be forced upon its timidity and will be succeeded by some third revolution, to be denounced and then adopted in its turn. American conservatism is merely the shadow that follows radicalism as it moves forward towards perdition. It remains behind it, but never retards it, and always advances near its leader. Boy, if that does not completely capture the Republican Party today, I do not know what does. They'll issue a few squeaks and complaints, but then they roll over, exposing their belly to the radical liberals and their compliant media. But let's get back to Chucky and the rest of the liberals, though. When Chucky talks about awful decisions to him and the rest of the new aristocrats, the awful decisions are the ones made by people that believe in and follow the Constitution. Those people that believe that, at least to the usurpers, are the true danger in our republic, which they are marching into tyranny and socialism. Because, if the electorate were to truly wake up and throw off their apathy towards what the government is doing to us, the usurpers' grip on power would be completely broken and our constitutional republic would be restored. So, dear listeners, continue to keep a close eye on this committee. They will lie, cheat, and shred the Constitution in their bloodthirsty quest to gather more power. Watch what happens when private citizens defy their subpoenas. After all, Congress does have a broad power to issue subpoenas, but it is not unlimited. And the Supreme Court has ruled on this in the past, and the party that believes in the Supreme Court decisions as precedents that shouldn't be overturned has said that Congress is not a law enforcement agency. Since they are not a law enforcement agency, they cannot investigate someone purely to expose wrongdoing or damaging information about them for political gain, which is exactly what these subpoenas are for. The court has stated that a congressional subpoena must potentially further some legitimate legislative purpose. There is no legislative purpose here, legitimate or otherwise. Our Congress has been doing significant amounts of illegitimate, unconstitutional activities for more than a century now. Before we move on, I'd like to pause for a word from one of the supporters of this podcast. Mrs. A.J. DePriest is the director of Proposal Logic. Proposal Logic is a woman-owned, minority-owned small business located just outside Nashville, Tennessee serving federal contractors with proposal management and technical writing expertise. 
Since 2011, AJ has served more than 150 federal contractors on proposals for more than 200 federal agencies. While average win rates for federal proposal developers rest around 35%, AJ finished 2020 with an astounding 100% win rate for her clients. So stop losing conventionally and start winning unconventionally. If you are a federal contractor and you are ready to win government contracts, contact AJ at 615-474-2123. Again, that is 615-474-2123. Or you can email her at aj at proposalogic.com. Again, that is aj at proposalogic.com. P-R-O-P-O-S-A-L-O-G-I-C dot com. Back to lies. More and more evidence is coming out about how our government, which hates us by the way, has been lying to us about anything related to COVID and the vaccines for some time now. In fact, our fully vaccinated former Secretary of State and former Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Colin Powell, just died from complications related to COVID, even though he was fully vaccinated. And some of the old dementia ward escapees' latest words expose these lies. It's subtle, but the lies are there, especially with the vaccine mandates being proven to work because the vaccination rates of companies is going up. Last week, he came out to give a statement from his mocked-up playhouse that is essentially converted from a replica of the Oval Office, and it can be converted to any number of locations, as long as he is not allowed in public. He discussed businesses implementing vaccination requirements and the mounting data that shows they work with the vaccination rates of those businesses. He stated in his briefing that vaccination rates have risen by an average of 20% or more to well over 90% of the number of employees vaccinated. While that may be true, it's just a simple math trick. So let's do a little math exercise here to show the lie that is lurking behind the ice cream connoisseur's truthful words. Say you own a company with 200 employees and only 60% of them are vaccinated. What is the number of employees that are vaccinated that is represented by that 60%? Well, that would be 120 out of 200 employees having voluntarily subjected themselves to the experimental emergency use authorization vaccination. Well, either voluntarily or through coercion and bribes. That leaves 80 employees unvaccinated. They are either vaccine hesitant or maybe they have natural immunity and do not believe they need a vaccine because that's what the science says. Now comes along the proposed threat by the federal government to fine any business with more than 100 employees that do not require the vaccination as a term of employment. What happens to the numbers then? Of those 80 remaining unvaccinated employees that represent 40% of the company's total workforce, 65 people decide to look for employment elsewhere because they're applied for exceptions on religious or other grounds as denied, or like I said, they have already natural immunity. And then 15 of those Remaining employees are clinging to their job up until the deadline, hoping that saner heads will prevail. Now that the company only has 135 employees, 120 out of 135 employees represents what percentage of employees vaccinated? That would be close to 89%, ladies and gentlemen, of that total workforce. See how easy that is? Pump up your percentage by getting rid of those that do not comply with those tyrannical mandates. 
completely disregarding the devastation on the former employees' families by removing that person's ability to earn a living and provide for their family. Oh, and let me tell you, the liberal social media elites are completely happy with that. The liberals out there are gleefully cheering that people are losing their jobs because they are refusing the jab. Some are even trying to get hashtags trending on social media like hashtag round em up, cage em up. Boy, isn't that like FDR and the Japanese American citizens during World War II? But oh no, it is conservatives and Republicans and especially Trump that are fascists and dictators. I tell you, their hypocrisy just gets my blood boiling. It knows no bounds. For far too long, people on the right have just rolled over for this type of behavior as well. Well, not me, not anymore. And it shouldn't be you either. We all need to take a stand in the arena against this creeping socialism and totalitarianism. But back to the child sniffer-in-chief in his COVID briefing last week, especially considering the wacko leftists and social media that he is the head of. In the middle of his briefing, he comes out with this statement. Vaccination requirements should not be another issue that divides us. Well, for one thing, he obviously does not know, more likely he's not aware, that in America, most people do not take kindly to the government being so overtly unconstitutional with their mandates and experimental drugs. Did he not think that his vaccination requirements would not divide us? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. We're still not completely sure about his mental acuity at this point. We do know that whoever is pulling the strings on the installed puppet in the White House is definitely aware of the division mandates like this causes. They count on it. They need this distraction on the vaccine front to keep everybody's eyes off the entirety of the poop show that our government has become these past eight months. They have to peddle lie after lie to the American people to keep them distracted. There was another blatant lie that the crackhead pedophile's father spewed during that briefing. He stated that the head of the pilots union and Southwest Airlines CEO dismissed critics that are claiming that last week's travel problems were related to vaccine mandates. As I have said before, the usurpers and their media enablers count on the apathy of the electorate to peddle their lies. As if we are to believe that it was a weather pattern that disrupted airline travel last week. Apparently, weather can single out only one particular airline and leave all the others alone, right? They tell us these lies with a straight face, too. And rare is the media outlet that calls them out for it. Because, on October 9th, the Southwest Airlines Pilot Association filed a motion for temporary and preliminary injunctive relief in its lawsuit concerning the airline's mandatory vaccination requirements. Southwest should just follow suit with the other companies that are firing employees that refuse the vaccination so they can get their percentages up to the usurper's liking. All that I had just mentioned is in the public domain for people to find out for themselves as well. If you aren't questioning what the government and media are telling you every day and not exercising your critical thinking skills, you are making the new aristocracy and their immediate enablers very happy. Because, according to them... Remember, critical thinking will kill you. Let's pause for a word from another supporter of this podcast. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, 
in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Roads area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the phone number is 757-962-0102. Now let's talk about lies from a federal agency that should terrify every American. It's the federal agency that has been growing in size, scope, and power ever since 1913 when the 16th Amendment was ratified. Speaking of that gross abuse of government power and liberals everywhere decrying the new Texas law that prevents murder as a form of birth control, this law or amendment was passed to override a Supreme Court decision. Funny how that works. It is wrong for a law to be passed that doesn't conform to their worldview, but perfectly okay with a law or an amendment passed by Congress that does. Hypocrites. All of them. Hypocrites and liars. I've posted this on the website before and touched about it a little bit on the podcast. But are the listeners aware of the proposed new requirement for banks to report to the Internal Revenue Service any bank accounts or transactions that involve $600 or more? Weird how they would do that, don't you think? Especially given the amount that triggers the report and the stated purpose of the requirement. Give a listen to the usurper's Treasury Secretary in this clip. Does this mean that the government is trying to peek into our pocketbooks if you want to look at $600 transactions? Absolutely not. The proposal involves no reporting of individual transactions. We have a tax gap that over the next decade is estimated at $7 trillion, namely a shortfall in the amount that IRS is collecting due to a failure of individuals to report the income that they've earned. Lies right out of the gate. Involves no reporting of individual transactions? Huh. She says there is no reporting requirements. So how will the IRS find out about any transaction involving $600 or more? Lies upon lies upon lies. The proposed budget by the puppet sniffer-in-chief imposes a, get this, Reporting requirement for accounts with flows of at least $600. It would seem that the dementia ward escapee and his treasury secretary are not on the same page. It doesn't really matter, though, because both of them are liars. This new proposal is being sold as a way to raise tax revenue from people that are finding ways to avoid paying taxes in this new gig economy. They need the revenue, they say that could be used to offset the cost of spending in the Democrats' huge plans for climate change, child care, and education. Really? They're going after income taxes on $600 transactions? Definitely not going to cover the trillions of dollars in spending the new aristocracy is proposing. Heck, they could tax every millionaire and billionaire in the United States of America at 100%, and it would still not make a dent in the generational debt these usurpers are placing on us, we the people. 
because bank account holders that are conducting transactions at the $600 level are really holding the treasury back, right? Nope. It's just the new aristocracy finding more ways to squeeze every little penny they can out of the citizens. Transactions of this type are meant to capture waiters, waitresses, and other members of the gig economy like rideshare drivers and food delivery drivers. It's meant to capture people whose majority of income comes from gratuity. They are not going after the rich like Biden continuously tweets about and is echoed by all the socialists in government because they don't go after themselves. They got rich off using their positions in government and their influence on legislation that is beneficial to them and their bank accounts. And they do it at the state and federal level. Nope, the usurpers are going after people that are primarily part of the middle and lower class. The truth is slowly coming out about the radical spending package being considered. I just love how they are considering even placing this huge tax burden on the American people. They're considering this in Congress right now. This ties into the ice cream connoisseur's lies about the raising the debt ceiling is only about past spending and not future spending. Past spending that he, of course, blames Orange Man bad for, too. Pure fiction. And a lot of people are buying into that fiction. As well as any fiction being sold by the new aristocracy on the necessity for raising the debt ceiling and government spending. Critical thinking is considered not only dangerous, but it can kill you, according to liberals. The reason they say that is because if people actually use their critical thinking skills, they would see the lies being peddled by the political class in our states and nation's capitals that serve only the purpose of obtaining and maintaining power for those politicians. Raising the debt ceiling is only about future spending. Anyway, let's go over some of the details in that $3.5 trillion spending package, which requires the government to raise the debt ceiling so they can borrow more money from countries that hate us and placing the burden for repaying those loans on we the people and the tax revenue they squeeze out of us. This spending package keeps the labor shortage in our country going because it continues welfare benefits without work requirements for completely able-bodied adults that don't have any dependents. It also, as I mentioned on the weekend update, funds something called the Climate Police. The spending bill also pushes Green New Deal in government schools and universities. It forces faith-based child care providers out of the child care system, leading to their closures. Small and in-home daycare providers will be shut out of the marketplace too, because of a requirement for any pre-K staff to have a college degree. That's some liberal elitism right there. The usurpers are well aware that colleges and universities across the republic are mostly liberal-producing factories, and they want to ensure your children start their liberal indoctrination earlier than their first day in government schools. Let's pause for a word from another supporter of this podcast. Are you looking for a vacation that offers excitement and peaceful tranquility? You can get both right here in East Tennessee. Sevierville 
which is the home of Dolly Parton and the world-famous Dollywood, in addition to the many family-friendly attractions in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, provide the fun and excitement to the tranquil backdrop of the beauty of the rivers, streams, waterfalls, hiking trails, and mountaintop views in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Sean Kelly and his family would love to encourage you to consider vacationing here at the Gateway to the Smoky Mountains. While there are several lodging companies you could choose from, Sean and his family have over 75 years of experience in the hospitality sector. If you are looking for a company with hometown values, where quality accommodations and cleanliness are paramount to your overall guest experience, look no further than Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee. Book with confidence and be sure to tell the Kellys that you are their special guest to receive a 10% discount on reservations. Please be aware, though, that some restrictions do apply. So call now, toll-free at 866-289-8818. You can also look at their cabins online at www.smcabinstn.com. So call now and book your vacation here in the Smoky Mountains with Sean and the Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee staff. They are experts in creating mountain memories one stay at a time. Once again, the number is 866-289-8818 and the website is www.smcabinstn.com. As a reminder, when booking your stay here in East Tennessee with the Kellys, be sure and mention that you heard about them here on this podcast. But let's go back to the lies upon lies upon lies in this spending proposal that is being sold to we the people. But more importantly, the debt that is in it being shoved down our throats. Labeling it infrastructure. Build back better, right? What in the bill that I mentioned so far has anything to do with infrastructure? But wait, there's more. This bill contains language that would strengthen unions all across the country. It has crazy prohibitions that tie employers' hands in labor disputes with the unions. And it subjects the employers to penalties that are exempt from union officials and union bosses. It also prevents employers from replacing striking union workers. How is that for the land of the free and home of the brave? Employers are no longer free to control their companies and who they do or do not employ, all in favor of huge Democrat donors. The unions. They can only run their companies how the government tells them or they will be forced out of business. Does that sound like America anymore? Or does it sound like every other socialist country on the planet? Oh, then there is the continued interference at the local school level. Millions of dollars for schools to purchase or procure culturally appropriate foods. This bill further escalates the Democrat Party's rush to be the party of death by not including the Hyde Amendment, and totally reverses it by forcing taxpayers to pay for abortions. The inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness only mean the lives and liberty that the usurpers in government approve of or deem worthy. There is also a provision in the bill for a punitive methane tax and a tax increase on natural gas, which will cost our economy billions of dollars and the loss of tens of thousands of jobs. Oh, the usurpers have to reward their preferred activists with billions of dollars for environmental and climate justice block grants. How do you like that? Billions of our dollars, our sweat equity, being given out to activists that work against our own interests. 
This bill codifies the usurper's dilution of our birthright citizenship, too, by granting amnesty to millions of illegal aliens. This bill will not only cost billions to the American taxpayer over the course of the next 10 years with regard to illegal immigration, it will also require trillions of dollars on Social Security and Medicare spending for people that did not put into the system in the first place. They just swam across the river and get it now. Your level of comfort in your old age is being divided up by the addition of millions of illegal immigrants now receiving what you worked hard for and paid into. All they had to do was enter the country illegally and wait for the right politicians to get into power and sell their country down the river to get some votes. Oh, we mustn't forget about the new free college entitlement and eligibility for student aid for illegal immigrants. Yep, you want to send your kids to college. You or they will have to go into debt to pay for it. Meanwhile, the government that hates you is sending illegal immigrants to college on your dime via the taxes you pay. Always willing to push the boundary on pandering to illegal immigrants at our expense, this bill opens our poorest southern border even wider by waiving many grounds for immigration inadmissibility. This includes infection or lack of vaccination status during a pandemic. But they definitely allow themselves the ability to tell law-abiding, tax-paying citizens of the United States they must get a vaccine or lose your job. Other criteria the usurpers can waive for admissibility is previous convictions for human trafficking, narcotics violations, or illegal voting. Imagine that. If a law-abiding citizen would do any of that, they're off to jail. But for illegal immigrants, the red carpet and welcome mat is being put out for them. And, you know, just a short time ago, our republic was energy independent. That was until January 21st of this year. We all know what happened then. Well, this bill goes even further to increase our energy dependence on Russia, China, and OPEC. All countries that hate us. I would encourage you all to go read this bill, or at least an analysis of it to see just how much our government hates us and wants us to be mere serfs in the new aristocracy's feudal kingdom. Over and over, this Build Back Better slogan that Joe Biden plagiarized from the United Nations is being sold to us as necessary infrastructure spending. Infrastructure like a climate police force, Green New Deal programs that will cripple nearly every business in our country and reward those few companies that are woke or pure shams. Much like Obama's Solyndra bailout to the tune of a half a billion dollars. Taxpayer dollars. Our government lies to us repeatedly and has been doing so for far too long. The apathy of the electorate by not holding them accountable for their reckless spending, and it's in both parties, has probably doomed our republic. Lies that our government tells us to keep us fighting amongst each other and not focused on their erosion of our inalienable rights and efforts to turn the entire population into serfs whose only purpose is to feed their power and control with our sweat equity. Put on your critical thinking caps, dear audience, and research these lies they are telling us. Lies about vaccines. Lies about mandates. Lies about the debt ceiling. Lies about the IRS targeting nearly every American. Lies about infrastructure. Watch them and hold them accountable now and into the future if you want to save our country from economic and social collapse. That is enough for today. 
Before we close the show, though, I'd like to leave you with this from God's Word. It comes from 1 John 4, 6. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Our elected representatives no longer listen to us, and it is high time we held them accountable for that. We need true servant leadership in our state's capitals and our nation's capital before it is too late. Until next week, stand in the arena with me, Reveille, it's time to wake up.